Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Last week in our question and answer series, Dr. Bloom continued to answer the question on baptism. Let's continue with that today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. My feet on his firm foundation for the Bible Now we find out in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Man, if you want to read some very filthy people, there were some very filthy people in that church, okay? And uh, the effeminate, you know, the homosexual, the abusers of themselves of mankind, and on you could go, the things that talked about sins, the people in that church. And you say, wow, and that was a church? Yeah, those people were saved. Somebody had a heart for them. They didn't give up on their souls. And so that verse, those verses, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, and it would do you good to just look at what those words mean. Maybe get you a good 1828 Webster Dictionary and look at those words there in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, and see what they mean, have them studied out, and then go back and look. I think what you will find out is that Sometimes we think people can't get saved because they've been so evil and so bad, but those people were as bad as evil could be. He says, but such were some of you, but you're washed. How were they washed? By the blood of Jesus Christ. But you're sanctified. How are they sanctified? They were set apart for the service of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How? By their faith and receiving Jesus Christ. He shed blood for their sin. That meant they admitted they were sinners, that they deserved to go to hell. And realizing that, they believed, and they called upon him, and they were saved. Now, my friend, say what you will. Get upset about it. But I want you to know that the water baptism doesn't save you, but it does symbolize what Christ did for you. But it also symbolizes that now you're risen to walk in newness of life. You're not going to walk in that old life anymore. You're not going to do that. You're going to walk with Christ. You say, well, does that mean I'm, I get a new job now? I can't have my old job. Uh, uh, I'm a, uh, say you might say I'm a carpenter or I'm a mechanic or I'm a this. No, that's not talking about going out of your old job. It just means that wherever you are, you're living for Christ. You're walking with Christ. You're serving him. And, and you've given your life and you're not that person anymore. And sometimes you're going to have to find you've got a battle going on. The guy that drank, he's got to say, Lord, please, I can't fight this thing myself. And that's the first step you've got to realize in sin is that, that you can't win in yourself. You've got to depend on him to have the victory over sin. It might be alcohol. Okay. It could be just the lies that you tell. It could be the way you dress, the immodesty. It could be sexual sins. It could be all types of things. But God can deliver you from it. He really can. And, uh, brother, 
They said, there's such were some of you, but you're sanctified, you're cleansed. <laughs> they were justified. Justified? I mean, these are just people. Yeah, why? Because they've been cleansed by the blood. And the moment they received Christ, the Spirit of God came to indwell them. So they're not saved and now allowed to serve sin. There's people to uh, turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. The book of Jude warned us about that would happen in these last days. Churches, people went into churches, turning God's grace to lasciviousness. They say, oh, what's wrong with you folks? There's nothing wrong with that rock beat in the church and the strobe lights. And all. No, it, it is filthy, rotten sin in God's sight. It's, in a, it's like spitting in God's face. But their flesh likes it, you see. And when their flesh likes it, that's what happens. And so they're going that way. And so the devil gives them a word. It says, oh, well, you've got grace. You've got liberty. Galatians chapter 5 tells us, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. In other words, I said, well, you know, we've got liberty. We're under the age of grace. Yeah, but God says you're not using that to try to please the flesh, to make the flesh be able to drink or cuss or run around and do the things that it wants to do because the devil really tempts you with it and wants you to do it. Because the devil knows how much it'll hurt the, de- uh, the Lord is he, when his kids are doing that. So, anytime you see a church like that, get out of it. Because it's going to plague you and it'll end up plaguing your children. Now, I'm going to insert something else here that I've not, did not answer this dear lady, which I wish I would have. You know, the Bible says, and as a matter of fact, if you go to our website, centralbaptistocala.org, you'll See, one of the booklets, if you look up booklets by Andy Bloom, you'll see one of the booklets is In the Way They Should Go. It's from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train them up the way they should go. They will never depart from it. Now, what you understand doesn't mean they'll never go wrong. Doesn't mean they'll never tell a lie. They'll never say. Doesn't mean that at all. But it does mean that it'll always be there to prick their conscience, to tug at their heart. So that when they do those sins, there'll be a conviction about it. There's some of you may have been that kid that came home at night after being out with your other friends and you did some things you shouldn't have done. And you were in the home of Christian parents and you walked in and you just went straight on to bed. You just acted like you're in a bad mood and, you know, mom or dad, what's the matter? Did you have a problem out there? No, I was fine. I'm fine. You know. (laughs) And and what it is, uh, the moment their hand touched that front door handle, started to walk in, uh, that conviction hit them like a cold ice shower. And, boy, they wanted to get away from that. Well, you know, we've had going on in our country now at this time, concern about Israel, the attack that took place, and... This will be after those things are settled, probably by the time you hear this recording. But there'll be other attacks against Israel and so forth. But those, those things, and, and of course, if a bunch of Islamics cut off a bunch of babies' heads, and you'll even have politicians in America. I, I really don't understand how people could vote for those politicians. I really don't. In their districts. And they say, it's Israel's fault. It was Israel's fault that they broke in their homes, machine gunned some of them, and took their 
so the social media, those people they were killing, but they machine gunned and then put it on that those people's social media for their family to see their family getting killed. They cut off the heads of babies in front of their mothers. Golda Meir, who was the premier there, was there in, in Israel back in 1967. She had something about they would never, never change, that is, Islamics, until their mothers loved their own children like we love our children. And that has been confirmed many times over. But what I'm trying to say is from the time those babies are born, Islamic babies are born, they may be used as human shields to protect dads and moms. Now, why <laughs> would you say uh, they should really be proud of their dad? He just put me in front of bullets to get shot so he wouldn't. But these people, these people, and I want you to understand this. I don't want you to miss out anything on this. These people raise their children, say it's a good thing to die. It's a good thing to kill Jews. It's a good thing to kill anybody that doesn't believe in Allah. It's a good thing to kill Christians. And and all of this stuff, they, they get that from the times they're, they're little children. They're taught that. I mean, as low as what we'd call kindergarten. They're taught that throughout their life. If they die, it's a good thing. Now, my friend, what I want to say is, is that they are looking, saying this is a good thing, and then if they die that way for their cause, their eternal reward is 72 virgins, and it's an eternal orgy. Now, I sometimes have joked around and just said, well, I think those 72 virgins may look like Phyllis Diller or uh, looked like Whoopi Goldberg or a few of those that you probably wouldn't think is what they were hoping to get. But I am saying this. That's drilled in their hearts, their minds, and it's led them in the way they ought to go. Now, there are parents out there that you let your kids be off to play Little League games on Sunday. Sometimes you stayed home from church not to go because you wanted to watch a ball game or something else. You wanted to go do something. And he said, well, Monday, I got to go to work. But yet you'd take it out on God, but you would not take it out on the employer. And because the employer is more important to you than God. And say, well, no, he's not. Well, then why do you disobey God on his day? See, you train them. They hear the cuss words. They see what you watch on television. They hear and see the things that you do. They hear you when you're running down the preacher, you're running down the church, you're running down the youth director, song leader, whatever else. They hear you when all those things are going on, the evil things that proceed out of your mouth. Basically, you've trained your children the way they should go. I've heard parents say, I can't understand why our kids, when they become adults, leave the church. Well, it's because you left the church and you was running down the pastures. You was griping about his sermons. You ran them down. You ran people down in the church and everything else. Why would they want to go to church? And so you've trained them in the way they should go, and now they've gone that direction. Now, my friend, you need to get right with God on that. And those kids are already gone. Then you need just to get with them to say, look, I really let you down. I was so wrong and evil. I just need your forgiveness because... We should have been faithful. 
It was a good thing what we had there in church. It's a good thing that we studied the Bible. It's a good thing we had that. We got to the point where we thought we didn't need to have family altar not. You just trained them in the way they should go is what you've done. At least it might be nice to try to undo some of that. And so as we look at this thing, we see that people go another direction. They go a wrong direction. And for too long, they've got their families in that direction. And men, you're the head of the home. And you're not leading your family in the direction. And God's going to hold you accountable. And not only will you be accountable at if you're saved at that judgment seat of Christ, your kids will see your failures magnified and your loss of reward and you're saved so as by fire. With ever, whatever time we have left in this life, let's get it changed around and let's look more for revival in America. I hope that you will. Now, again, just getting back here, you want that identification with Christ that under the water does show his death, burial, and resurrection. And it also shows that you're going to walk in that newness of life. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying... May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation.